All right, I'm 12. How are we doing tonight? All right, all right. It's so good to see you guys. My name's Nathan. I'm one of the leaders here, and I get the honor of serving you. If we haven't gotten a chance to meet, I would love to meet you after the service. But for those of you that don't know me, I wanted to play a little get-to-know-you game. So I'm going to throw some images up on the screen in just a minute, and these are things that I love. So if you love them too, I want you to make some noise. So let's go ahead and put the first one up on the screen. Okay, there are a lot... There are a lot of people who like tacos. I love tacos. I love Taco Bell. It's so much. I, I love Taco Bell so much, it's probably a little bit of a sin. All right. So let's go to the next, this next one. Let's see if you guys love this, too. Anybody else with me? Toy Story is one of my favorite childhood movies. I love this movie. I loved it so much. Buzz and Woody, unstoppable. All right. So this next one, this next one, I love it. But you, may, you can feel free to sing along if you love it too, all right? So let's go ahead and play it up on the screen. Let's go ahead and play it. All right, all right. So a lot of you guys love that too. I said probably a little bit more participation from the girls. I know it's not the manliest thing in the world, but I do love listening to Taylor Swift. All right, so one more, one more. I'm going to throw one more image up on the screen. Let's do it right now. Who loves Krispy Kreme donuts? Yes, I know when you see that hot sign on, you're just like, oh my goodness, every other thought in your mind just goes blank and you have to go straight for the Krispy Kreme donuts. It doesn't matter. You pull a U-turn, whatever. So... We're, uh, what I would like to tell you is a little bit about love tonight, and I would actually like to say that we may use the word love a little too much, a little too much. We say that we love so many different things, and I think that in our culture, we've actually lost a little bit of what it means to truly love. And we've been talking about 1 Timothy 4.12, and I'm going to go throw it up on the screen in just a minute, and you guys feel free to read it along with me. So again, we're going to go on one, two, three, go, okay? So one, two, three, go. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the belief in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. All right, so way to go. You guys have passed kindergarten. You can read. So... Way to go, way to go. All right, all right. So, so, last, so two weeks ago, we talked about speech, and we talked about behavior and conduct last week. So we were talking about uh, what your behavior says about you, what you believe. So behavior reveals what you believe. That's what we talked about last week. And we're going layer by layer deeper into who you are. So the first week, we're talking about speech and just our words. And then now, last week, we're talking about behavior. Now we're going to the heart of everything. We're talking about love. And, and it's, a, it's a conversation that everybody loves to have. So, but, but culture, what they have done to you is they have tricked you. They have tricked you into believing that love is an emotion, and you've been lied to, and I am sorry, but I am going to give you a truth tonight, and this will be a game changer if you truly follow this truth, and I'm going to go for it right now, so it's the first blank in your notes, and it is that love is a choice. Love is a choice, not an emotion. Love is a choice. I want you to understand that, and I want to take you to a story in the Bible about somebody who chose to love incredibly well. Somebody who chose to love incredibly well. It's going to be in John chapter 13. So if you don't have your Bible, you can go ahead and reach under your seats. Go to 1079, page 1079. Go to John chapter 13. And I would love to read along with you. So love, uh, 
to John chapter 13, page 1079. And so while you're turning here, I want to set the stage for what's about to happen. Is that Jesus, he is about to die. Jesus, he's having his last meal with his closest followers, with his disciples. He's having this meal. And if you were about to die, you would choose your last words very carefully, wouldn't you? I would too. And so what Jesus' last words to his followers, the last thing he says that is most important to him is he talks about love. And he talks about how important it is to love others. So again, we're going to go John chapter 13. You can go ahead and follow along with me. So it was just before the Passover festival. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world. He loved them to the end. So even though Jesus knows that he's about to die, he's still loving. He chooses to love. It's not always easy. The evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. So this is one of his closest friends, one of his closest followers, and he knew that Judas was about to betray him. He knew that he was about to break his trust. And if you, were, if you knew that one of your, your closest friends had broken your trust, one of the last things that you would want to do is to love. But Jesus is choosing to love even when this is so hard. So continue following on. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. So what right now he's doing, he's kind of rolling up his sleeves. He's, a, he's preparing to get a little messy because he's choosing to do an act that none of us would probably do. So after that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, his followers' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. So in order to understand this, you have to understand what's going on in the culture. You have to understand that in those days, they didn't have, they didn't have roads. They didn't have cars. What they had is they had paths of dirt, and they had, they had donkeys, and they had camels. And so the, 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 the paths were, were filled with a lot of what you would think camels and donkeys produce. It was nasty. It was disgusting. And, and so the followers, the Jesus, the disciples, they're, they're walking along on these paths, and they don't have these cool shoes like you do. They don't have any KDs. They don't have forces. They don't have these things. But what they have is they just have plain old Jesus sandals. They just have sandals. And so they're walking along in this path. They're walking along this path, and their feet are getting disgusting. They're so gross. And so, so what Jesus is doing, he, he's bending down, and he's washing all this junk off of their feet, and he has to choose to do that. I, I don't know that I would do that. But, but what he's doing, he's do, choosing to do an act of love. And I'm not saying that you have to go and, and find everybody's feet and wash them. I'm not that, that's not what I'm saying. But what he's doing is he's choosing to love. And that's an act, and he didn't feel like doing it, but he chose to do it. And then let's skip ahead a few verses to John 13, 34. A new command I give you. Love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. So what he's doing is setting the example as, as I have loved you, Love other people. And a lot of times we see this verse and we use it as a way for, just to, for justifying why other people should love us. We point back to this verse and say, why don't you love me like Jesus did? But this verse wasn't about us. It was about other people. He's saying, I've already set the example. Go and love other people like this. And you have to continue on to the next verse to catch the whole point of why he says it is so important to love. It is so important that he chose to love. He said, by this, you will know, or everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. He said, this is the thing that sets you apart rather than anything else in the world. By this, you will be set apart. So it's okay if you're a believer, if you're an unbeliever. This will message will be so important to you because if you want to stand out, if you want to have 
people understand your generation differently, if you want people to see students differently, then you have to get this. You have to know how to love well. Otherwise, you blend in with everybody else, and it doesn't even matter. Otherwise, you blend in with everybody else. This is the thing that really sets you apart. And Jesus loved incredibly fiercely. He was not passive about how he loved. He loved everybody. Jesus loved those who were diseased. He loved those people that were cast out of the city, those people who were sick that nobody else would talk to. I sometimes have a hard time having a conversation with somebody who has a cold because I think I'm going to get sick. But Jesus chose to hang out with these people. He chose to hang out with them. And Jesus chose to die for everybody. Jesus died for people that he didn't even know. Jesus died for people who broke his trust. One of his closest friends broke his trust and he died for them. Jesus died for me, and Jesus died for you. That's an incredible act of love that only Jesus could do. He sets the example for how we should love. But Jesus also sets the the example for who we should love. It's going to be the next blanks in your notes. So Jesus sets the example for who we should love. He says, love those below, beside, and above you. Love those below, beside, and above you. So what does this mean? Below. These are the people maybe in your classroom that, that you think that nobody else talks to them. And you're just like, I don't even understand, like, what, what they're saying right now. Like, how did their brain go to this? Or, or those are the people that, that maybe sit by themselves continually in the lunchroom. Or, or they're those people that are really just forgotten. Maybe you don't even notice these people because you feel like you're so far above them. And so a simple act of love that you could show to these people is maybe if you're seeing, if, maybe if you make fun of them, to stop making fun of them. Or maybe if your friends are making fun of them, to just simply tell them to stop. Or another simple act of love to show to these people is to start talking to them like Jesus did. Jesus hung out with those people who were below. Jesus hung out with those people who were cast aside. The next group of people is those beside you. These are the people in this room, the people that you do life with. These are the people that are your friends. These are the people who who may come to you to ask you for things. And these may even be your enemies. Okay? I'm going to ask you a question right now, and please be honest. Who here has ever been hurt before or, or treated poorly? Every hand goes up. Every hand goes up. All right, put your hands back down. Put your hands back down. Now I want to ask you a question right here. Who here has ever been, and please be honest, please be honest. Who here has ever been treated poorly while at M12? Be honest, be honest. Keep your hands up. Keep your hands up. I want you, I want you to see this. I want you to see this. Look around. Look around. This has got to stop. Put your hands down. This has got to stop. People in this room are being treated poorly, and you can do something about it. And you can do something about it. The amount of phone calls that we get each week from students who come home and had a bad time at M12 because somebody else mistreated them is heartbreaking. And I hope it breaks your heart too. And if it doesn't, I'm going to continue to pray for you because this should break your heart. Because if you were treating these people, or if you were being treated how you were treating these people, then you wouldn't like it very much either. And this isn't loving very well. So maybe a first act of love, again, is to stop being mean to them. Stop bullying them. I'm going to call it what it is. It's bullying. You may think it's a light joke, that they'll take it lightly, but I'm going to call it what it is, and that's bullying. And that is not love. And you're blending in with the rest of culture by doing this. And you're coming to the standard that everybody else sets for you. And it's pretty low. If you want to go above the standard, you have to love well. 
So maybe your first act of love is to stop bullying. Maybe another act of love would be to invite other people into friendship, into conversation. Hang out with them like Jesus did. Jesus hung out with people, even those who hurt him. Judas betrayed his trust, and Jesus hung out with him. But these are also people in your small group. So I hope that you are enjoying this time in small group. This is an incredible opportunity that we give to you guys. And I hope that you're learning to support and encourage other people. And I hope that you are feeling supported and encouraged in your small group. That's an awesome time to learn to love those who are beside you. All right, now we're going to move on. And to those above you, these are the people that are your teachers, your parents, your coaches, and your small group leaders, all right? So I'm going to specifically talk about small group leaders for a minute. Your small group leaders are awesome. Yeah, you go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. They're awesome. They are absolutely amazing. They spend, they take time out of their week because they love you. The rest of the world thinks they're crazy because they want to spend time with you, all right? And, and, and the baseline thing that we are asking you to, to behave, the, the, the thing that we are asking you of love is to simply respect your leader. That's the lowest thing that we are asking you to do for your leaders, is to show them respect because they love you so, so much. They love you so much. So the baseline thing that we're asking you to, to do for your leaders is show them respect. But when is the last time, when is the last time that you thanked your small group leader? Think back. When's the last time that you thanked your small group leader for doing something? Maybe not too long ago. Maybe a while ago. This is a simple act of love to show love to those above you. But going back to the respect thing, a simple act of love for respect is that when a leader is talking to you, you listen. Or like when somebody asks you to do something, you do it. And you don't talk back. Those are simple acts of love that we are asking of you to do here at M12. And God doesn't just change us, ask us to change who we love. He asks us to change how we love. And again, we're going back to the culture conversation right now. Culture has lied to you. And if you pay attention closely, you will see that culture tells you that love is an emotion. The more that you feel this thing, the more that you love somebody. The more connected you feel to somebody, the more that you love them. But love is a choice. And like we learned last year, behavior reveals belief. So if behavior reveals belief, then we're going to go to the second blank in your notes, or third blank. And that's... Um, it is that you need to love others by doing something. Love others by doing something. If you truly love other people, then you will do something about it. If you truly love other people, then you will do something about it. And so again, this plays out in friendships. The, if I saw your, your best five friends, I could tell you where you're going in the future. Because the people that you hang out with says far more about where you're going in life rather than who you like to connect with right now. And many of us have chosen our friendships based off of connections rather than are these people going to make me better? Take a look at your friends. Are they making you better or are they bringing you down? People don't stay in the middle. People don't stay stagnant. Maybe you need to show some, some tough love to your friends and maybe you need to get some new friends. Not based off of connections. Not based off of love, love connections a feeling that you get when you're with them. Ladies, I want to talk to you for a minute. So I want everybody to listen in. I want everybody to listen in. What is something that you need to do to show your friends that you love them in a genuine way? Because I know that sometimes, 
as girls, there can be words that are said, but there's no heart behind it. There's an easy, it, it, it's, a, it's a weird skill to be able to, to say something and put on a face, but to not have it in your heart. What would it be like if you actually encourage your friends and you meant it? Or here's another simple act of love. When, you're ten, you're, when your friends say something to you in confidence, you actually keep it in confidence. That's a simple act of love, and friendships don't get broken because of it. It's a simple act of love that when your friends trust you, you keep that trust. That's a simple act of love. It's a simple act of love. Now, guys, I want to talk to you. And this may be a tricky one because we always want to feel like we're the best in the room. All right? And sometimes, and sometimes we, we don't like when other people rise above us. And so we tear them down. And so we tear them down. What would it be like for you all as guys to actually encourage your friends instead of just ripping them down? What would that do for your friendships? And I'm telling you, it would do wonders for your friendship. It would do so much. Or what about your family? Let's, let, I'm going to be honest with you. I, even as a leader, I fight with my family. But even though, even though I may not like them at times, I still choose to love them. I choose to love them. There's nothing that's going to take that away. I may not always feel the best connection with them at times, but I always choose to love them. Love is a choice. Choose to love and one of the ways that I choose to show them love is that my family's back in St. Louis, so I make a phone call every so often to let them know what's going on in my life. And I let them, it's just a conversation, and it takes time. It's not always convenient. So I take time out of my day to show them what's going on in my life. Maybe some of you guys, a simple act of love for your family is to open up and talk about what's going on in your life. I know as middle school, that seems crazy, but that's a simple act of love. Or maybe another act of love is to maybe do some extra chores around the home. I know, it sounds crazy. It's ridiculous. Or, or, or what about this? Or what about this? Again, when you, your parents ask you to do something, don't talk back. Or, or when is the last time you told your parents, thank you? They don't get told thank you enough. They do so much for you. They do so much for you. You have food on the table. You've got a roof over your heads. They do so much for you. And again, love is a choice. You have to choose to do something. Love others by doing something. It doesn't just happen. It sometimes even costs you something. But love is a choice, and it will set you apart. Again, it will make people see you so differently, and they will be drawn to it. It will set you apart, and this is going to do wonders for you. But Jesus doesn't, always change, doesn't just change who we love and how we love. He changes why we love. This isn't just a command because he wants you to love other people. He wants you to understand his love. Love because God first loved you. It's the next blank in your notes. Love because God first loved you. And, and I'm going to give you the reason. It's out of 1 John 4.10, and you should write that verse down, 1 John 4.10. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. And later he says this, we love because he first loved us. He set the example. He, we love because he first loved us. Because he first loved us, we are able to actually do this. And now I'm going to take this conversation in a little bit of a different way that's going to seem unrelated. And I'm going to talk about shame for a minute. And shame is an, is an attack of the enemy that he puts into the hearts of students at an early age. And shame asks the question, why am I so unlovable? 
Why am I so unlovable? There's this question going on in your mind. Everybody's asking it. Nobody wants to talk about it. It's asking this question, why don't people like me? Why don't I fit in? What's wrong with me? Why, am I, why do I look this way? Why can't I always be cool? Why, why, why do I do this? Why do I do this? Why am I so unlovable? And what this does is it, it makes you build walls. It makes you build walls so that I can't actually love you and you can't actually love me. We hide behind our insecurities. We hide behind this question of why am I so unlovable? And it keeps us from having true relationships. We can only keep it surface level and we can never actually go deep. Why am I so unlovable? And the only way that this question is answered, the only way that this question is rooted out of your mind and out of your heart is to know that you are truly loved. So what I want to do is I want to ask you guys to imagine what Jesus, what God would say to you right now. And some of you tense up because you're afraid of what he's going to say because you, you, you've messed up too much and you feel like you're too far gone. Or maybe you just feel like you just don't fit in. But I'm telling you, that is a flat out lie. That is such a lie. And so I want to give you guys some truth that Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you so much. And there's nothing that you've done, there's nothing that you will do that can ever separate you from his love. There's nothing. There's no behavior that is ever too big for the cross of Jesus. He may not always approve of your behavior, but he always loves you. He always chooses to love you, knowing that you would do everything in your life. He didn't feel like it. He chose to love you. And so I want you to know that deep in your soul, that you were loved by God. And that's how we can love other people. And when you receive this love, when you receive it truly, that's when you are freed up, the walls are broken down, this, this, this question of shame is, is, is rooted out, and you can know that you are a child of God, and there is no fear, there is no shame in love. When you are truly loving, and when you're truly being loved, there is no fear, there is no shame, and you can have true relationship, and it is a game changer. And it absolutely changes how people will see you, see your generation. It will do wonders for you. So I'm going to leave you guys with a question. What do you need to do to experience God's love? Maybe you need to talk about some things in your small group. Maybe you need to talk about those insecurities that nobody wants to talk about, but everybody's having. Everybody's having that. The room got silent when I said that. Everybody's asking those questions. Talk about it in your small group. Maybe you need to read the Bible more. Maybe you need to pray and actually ask God to show you this. The next question I want you to ask is, or the next question I'm going to ask you is, who do you need to choose to love, but maybe you don't feel like it? Who's the person that you need to choose to love, but maybe you don't feel like it? And God's bringing that person to mind right now. That person in your mind right now, that's the person that God wants you to love. So I'm going to leave you with that. I'm going to pray for you so that you can experience God's love and so that you can actually do this. So again, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about this in a little bit later with your small groups, but go ahead and bow your, your heads with me and I'll pray for you. So God, I thank you for your love. I thank you that you have so much for us. God, I thank you that you are good. God, show us how to do this because we can't do it on our own. Show us who to love, those below us, those beside us, those above us. That love is a choice. It's not something that we just feel like doing. And God, would you also show us that we are so loved. Any attacks of the enemy, I pray against those in Jesus' name. 
and I replace it with the truth that you are love and that you are healer and that you are comforter and that these students will never be alone if you are with them. So God, some of these students haven't even chosen you yet. Would you make yourself so known to them and they will choose you back and then they can have true love with so many other people. So God, I thank you for what you're going to do with these students and I continue to bless them in your name. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.